Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi everyone, Sandman here. Before I start my talk today, I just want to make it clear that I don't think that anyone should kidnap anyone else and use them for any reason. My intentions with this video are basically to get into the minds of men that kidnap women and keep them in their basements and homes as slaves and servants. And why would a man abduct a defenseless woman and keep her in his house and destroy her life to get his sexual and psychological needs met? I think deep down inside, a man like that is basically deeply wounded and unable to trust women, and that's why he's doing it. In 2006, in Austria, a woman named Natasha Kapush escaped from a man that abducted her and kept her in a cellar that he built under his house. So what drives a man to do such things? Usually I talk about the dark side of female nature and avoid talking about men raping women and being bad to them. But I believe that the reason that men do such cruel things to women might have to do with the emotional cruelty and neglect that they themselves experienced from women in the past. I know you're probably thinking I'm crazy at this point, but please bear with me as I explain. I'm sure that most of you have heard of Ariel Castro, the man that kidnapped, locked up, and had sex with three girls in his house in Cleveland. He held those three women in his house for about 10 years before they were finally found. He even had a daughter with one of them. And Ariel Castro started getting sloppy a year before he was caught. He was feeling sorry for his daughter at the time. And he was starting to worry about her future with regards to sending her to school and getting the proper social interaction with kids her own age, as well as having friends. He was a kidnapper and a rapist, with a kind heart for his own children. Yet he was still an unfeeling and cruel monster to the women that he abducted. It's almost like he made peace with his own issues, or he felt sorry for his daughter, and that basically made him feel empathetic. Like he was willing to sacrifice his own freedom for the love that he had for his daughter, because subconsciously, deep down inside, he was sabotaging himself by getting sloppy. I'm just saying that there are more complicated issues at play that drive a man to kidnap, rape, confine, and possibly kill a woman. Part of it might be related to the way that women often treat men during their lives. And I couldn't really find any information about how Castro's mother treated him, nor his father. But I did find out that he had anger issues, and other men caught him beating his wife. Castro was a man with no remorse, and hurt his own wife, but he seemed to love his own daughters. It's like the only sympathy he seemed to feel for women was for his own daughters and children. And I believe that he was a man that cared deeply for the love he had for his kids, but not for the mothers of those kids. Empathy didn't seem to exist for those he was sexually attracted to. Before the kidnappings, Castro's wife took custody of their children and got a restraining order against Castro so he couldn't see them. They were prevented from seeing him because of the law, and rightfully so, because he probably would have beat up his ex-wife further. The guy was a monster, but the reason I believe he kidnapped those three women was so that he could basically be as violent and sexual to them without worrying about the consequences. Perhaps that was the only way that he knew love. And so that he could also have a child with them that wouldn't be taken away. His ex-wife put a restraining order against him and took his kids away, so he was going to make sure that any woman that ever got involved with him in the future was not going to have the ability to take those kids away again. 
That's probably what was going on in the subconscious mind of Ariel Castro. Again, don't get me wrong, this was a very bad man, and people saw him get violent to his wife, and he should have gone to prison for literally cracking her skull open. But he was probably just abused as a child by his own parents or by someone else. And abuse is a learned behavior in most cases, and to some extent he was a victim of his own circumstances. At least I suspect so. He wanted love on his own terms, and those are the only real terms that any of us know. And that's a famous line from the film Citizen Kane by Orson Welles. To Ariel Castro, love meant beating the mother of his own children while feeling love and empathy for those children that she gave birth to. At least that's the way I see it. And when he realized his child was going to be deprived of a good and decent life because she was locked up in a house with no friends, school, or future, then the guilt was probably starting to get to him. So that's why he probably got really sloppy, and one day Amanda Berry was able to contact the neighbors through the door and get the police to come around and rescue her, as well as the other two girls. For years, the neighbors had seen him lead those three women naked into the backyard, like dogs, yet at the same time he would lead his daughter down the street, holding her hand and treating her like a normal human being. His brain was partitioned in a very strange way. And when Amanda Berry was giving birth to his own daughter, he told the other two girls to make sure the baby didn't die or he would kill them. To him, women were to be abused and beaten, and his own children were to be loved and respected. To me, it seems that he treated them like sperm receptacles and nothing more. I could be wrong, but that's just the way I see it from the outside. He also planned out his abductions very carefully, as all three women were kept there for ten years. And he simply didn't want to rape them and kill them, like we've heard in so many other murder and rape stories in the past. Who knows, there might be literally tens of thousands of other women and children kept in homemade dungeons all around the world. Ariel Castro clearly wanted girls that were young, hadn't been on the cock carousel for a very long period of time in their lives, and were faithful to him because he kept them locked up, and he knew where they were at all times. And in the end, Ariel Castro hung himself in a prison cell. He probably knew that prison life was going to be unbearable for him because he would have been considered a rapist by most of the men in prison. So he took the only way out that he could get, suicide. Another man, Wolfgang Pricklepel, kept the girl named Natasha Kapush in his homemade cellar dungeon for eight years. When he was finally found out, he supposedly threw himself in front of a train and killed himself. But his head was severed off cleanly, and his body didn't look like it was actually hit by a train. Maybe the police killed him, or maybe it was somebody else. The truth hasn't come out about the abduction of Natasha when she was 10 years old, and so I'm sure that many people still wanted to hurt him because he was raping a child. Since her ordeal, Natasha has told her story and made over $5 million from book deals as well as media contracts. Wolfgang, her abductor, was socially awkward when the authorities went through his personal things. They actually had to go through an old Commodore 64 he was still using. He even had most of his financial and personal information on the Commodore 64. And I think the real reason for that might be because that was the last happy period of his life, back in the 80s. That's typically why many guys get nostalgic for their early childhoods, because those are the last happy days they remember in their lives. Something must have happened to Wolfgang to make him socially awkward enough to do the things that he did to Natasha. After his death, the Austrian courts gave Natasha the house that Wolfgang kept her in. But I think the deeper issue here is that society needs to deal with the way that men are treated, socially, because what happens is most men are pushed away and they become socially awkward. And then the cycle repeats. The further and further we push them away, the further they get away from their humanity. But a woman that's pushed away won't be pushed away for long because she will gain male sexual attention if she wants it. If you're a socially awkward man, life can be lonely and difficult at times. 
Unless, of course, you're willing to sell yourself out for the common social conventions that everyone else follows. That's something that most women will never understand about us men. When women call men monsters, they have to understand that it was the fathers, mothers, and siblings of those men that made them this way in most cases. Most men don't go out and rape and abuse women or even kidnap them unless there's a need that they never had fulfilled when they were younger. Men are forced to be strong and grow up before their time. And for men that can't grow up because the pressure is too much, they end up suffering horribly for most of their lives. Maybe the men that kidnap women are a little bit like Frankenstein on the inside. They are damaged monsters, so maybe they want to go out and capture women and create emotional basket cases out of them so they can successfully mate with them. And with regards to lifespans and abuse, you lose 10 to 15 years of your life on average if you're emotionally, physically, or sexually abused as a child. And male children are often hit more than girls. They are bullied more, and even more sexual assaults happen to them. So that could be another reason why men live 5 to 10 years less, on average, than women. As for Amanda Berry, the woman that was forced to have a child with Ariel Castro, she's probably made tons of money from press coverage and possible book deals, and Ariel's daughter will probably be well off for the rest of her life. In terms of a reproductive strategy, it sort of worked out for Ariel, because he now has a child that can pay her own way through college. Probably money enough to buy a house and a sizable trust fund as well. All because he kidnapped her mother and forced her to have a kid with him. I mean, why wouldn't a man and a woman agree to such an agreement ahead of time? He could pretend to kidnap her and keep her in his house. They could have a kid together, and then they would milk the system for the child. Hell, he could even plan a lofty getaway. In some weird way, this is like a couple winning the lottery. I'm not trying to belittle the horror that these women went through in their ordeals. Anyways, I want to finish my talk today with some closing thoughts. Women choose the men that they want to be with. The way it usually works is a man is attracted to five different women. Four of them reject his advances, and the fifth one accepts those advances and ultimately chooses to be with him. And the worst thing that can happen to a woman is for her to lose the ability to choose the man that she wants to have sex and have children with. Denying women the choice of mates and forcing them to be with the man that they don't want to be with is one of the worst fates for them. Choosing who to have sex with is in some ways women's ultimate expression of free will. They decide which genes make it to the next generation and which ones don't. Unless, of course, men pressure them or kidnap them and have sex with them that way. Anyways, that's it for another video. Thanks again to everyone for taking your daily dose of red pills. So enjoy the rest of your day, and cheers. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.